On the 22nd of March, 1819, about nine o'clock in the morning, a young man, some twenty-three or twenty-four years old, wearing the dress of a German student, which consists of a short frock coat with silk braiding, tight trousers, and high boots, paused upon a little eminence that stands upon the road between Kaisertal and Bannheim, at about three-quarters of the distance from the former town, and commands a view of the latter. Mannheim is seen rising calm and smiling amid gardens which once were ramparts, and which now surround and embrace it like a girdle of foliage and flowers. Having reached this spot, he lifted his cap, above the peak of which were embroidered three interlaced oak leaves in silver, and uncovering his brow, stood bareheaded for a moment, to feel the fresh air that rose from the valley of the Neckar. At first sight his irregular features produced a strange impression, but before long the pallor of his face, deeply marked by smallpox, the infinite gentleness of his eyes, and the elegant framework of his long and flowing black hair, which grew in an admirable curve around a broad, high forehead, attracted towards him that emotion of sad sympathy to which we yield without inquiring its reason or dreaming of resistance. Though it was still early, he seemed already to have come some distance, for his boots were covered with dust. But no doubt he was nearing his destination, for letting his cap drop, and hooking into his belt his long pipe, that inseparable companion of the German Bursch, he drew from his pocket a little notebook, and wrote in it with a pencil, "'Left Vanheim at five in the morning, came in sight of Mannheim at a quarter past nine. Then— putting his notebook back into his pocket. He stood motionless for a moment, his lips moving as though in mental prayer, picked up his hat, and walked on again with a firm step towards Mannheim. This young student was Karl Ludwig Sant, who was coming from Jena, by way of Frankfurt and Darmstadt, in order to assassinate Kotzebue. Now, as we are about to set before our readers one of those terrible actions for the true appreciation of which the conscience is the sole judge, they must allow us to make them fully acquainted with him whom kings regarded as an assassin, judges as a fanatic, and the youth of Germany as a hero. Charles Louis Sant was born on the 5th of October, 1795, at von Siedel, in the Fichtelwald. He was the youngest son of Gottfried Christopher Sant, first president and counsellor of justice to the king of Prussia, and of Dorothea Jane Wilhelmina Schopf, his wife. Besides two elder brothers, George, who entered upon a commercial career at St. Gall, and Fritz, who was an advocate in the Berlin Court of Appeal, he had an elder sister named Caroline and a younger sister named Julia. While still in the cradle he had been attacked by smallpox of the most malignant type. The virus— having spread through all his body, laid bare his ribs, and almost ate away his skull. For several months he lay between life and death, but life at last gained the upper hand. He remained weak and sickly, however, up to his seventh year, at which time a brain fever attacked him, and again put his life in danger. As a compensation, however, this fever, when it left him, seemed to carry away with it all vestiges of his former illness. From that moment his health and strength came into existence. But during these two long illnesses his education had remained very backward, and it was not until the age of eight that he could begin his elementary studies. 
Moreover, his physical sufferings having retarded his intellectual development, he needed to work twice as hard as others to reach the same result. Seeing the efforts that young Sant made, even while still quite a child, to conquer the defects of his organization, Professor Salfranck, a learned and distinguished man, rector of the Hof Gymnasium, conceived such an affection for him that when, at a later time, he was appointed director of the gymnasium at Ratisbon, he could not part from his pupil and took him with him. In this town, and at the age of eleven years, he gave the first proof of his courage and humanity. One day, when he was walking with some young friends, he heard cries for help and ran in that direction. A little boy, eight or nine years old, had just fallen into a pond. Sant immediately, without regarding his best clothes, of which, however,